You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to another episode of Tensile Places, a theater podcast. My name is Aaliyah Gardner and I am your host. This week we got John Walbolt, actor, director, and writer of non his short film, which is all about non-equity actors in New York City, just trying to make the Broadway dream come true. And it could not hit more close to home. I absolutely loved this movie and I hope that you guys will take a look at it on Amazon Prime and on Tubi um, online. And John Walbolt is incredible. He is an app developer as well, uh, created a pitch pipe app for all of those, or those musicians on the go. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about how he tends to come up with his creative ideas, Ideas, please keep listening. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Tensile Places Podcast, and hopefully, you all enjoy this week's episode. Hi, John. How's it going today? Good. Good to be here, Aaliyah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. So, for those who do not know, um, John Walbolt is a director, a writer, an app developer. Um, and honestly, if you want to just uh, explain to the listeners and everything what exactly it is that you do, how you've gotten onto the scene, how we got connected, and all of that fun stuff. Uh, yeah. So, gosh. Um... <laughs> I mean, basically, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess basically I'm someone who fell in love with musical theater and the greater arts world and is pursuing the Broadway dream. And uh, it's a struggle. It's a hard thing. And so that has pushed me to become creative and try different things. And that's why I have all these other <laughs> random projects that have have come about. It's really just from the struggle of <laughs> trying to get on Broadway. Listen, you got to pick and choose and everything. You got to take what you can get. And especially, and you made that very apparent in your movie, which I loved your short film, by the way, non ec on Amazon Prime. And uh, I think it's on Voodoo as well. Um, I loved it. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. So, so, so funny. I just want to like, Thank you. yeah, of course. Honestly, I want more, I wanted it to be kind of like a mini series, if anything, like that's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody listen to this and make it a mini series. I'm not joking. But for those of you who do not know, um, John directed and wrote uh, Non Eck, uh, starring, oh God, I hope I don't butcher their names, Caitlin Loria as Stacy and Joshua Pemberton as Michael or Mikhail. You got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, what, how did you even uh, come about that? I mean, um, considering that you're an artist, I'm assuming that it stemmed from a lot of personal experience and, yeah. <laughs> and no uh, the struggles of all of that. So tell me, how did you even think to like, hey, let's make a movie? Yeah, so, well, first I'll, I'll, I'll say one quick thing. Uh, it's on, it's not on Voodoo, it's on Tubi oh. in case, in, which, Tubi, no, Tubi. no problem. I know, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, uh, but um, gosh, uh, basically for a long time, I wanted to create my own art uh, because the audition world is just such a mess. And it was just sort of Very like, cool. I want to, I want to take control. Um, and um, yeah, uh, I guess the short version is I wanted to make a big splash for myself. I wanted to get recognized as a creative person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, when I looked at what my options were, I was sort of like, well, if, if it's Broadway, it's got to be a musical or a play. Or if I want to do something with film, it's got to be a series or a feature film. And I couldn't afford I couldn't afford to do any of those. And so I was like, well, 
maybe I could do like a short film that's basically the first episode of a, st- a series and that and then if it goes well I can make more and so uh, and then when I thought of that I was like okay well what should I write about and you know they always say write what you know and like I said I've been a struggling actor for so long it was just like I have plenty to draw from so mm-hmm. it really yeah, that's where it content. came about yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah being a struggling artist gives you really good content but in terms of like the writing and everything I mean it's so funny I love I loved the comedy and everything did you have any help writing and everything or was that solely you like coming with the script and then you got a couple of the people on on board to help you out and everything um when it comes to comedy what made you choose the route of comedy because I feel like this this type of content you can really approach it in any sort of way because oh my gosh if it was if the tone was just adjusted a little bit I could be crying feeling so bad for Stacy and everything because yeah. I'm like I've been there I've so been there but but what made you choose comedy specifically um i have this theory that the most powerful art is not always what we think is the greatest art and for example if you were to ask someone what is like the greatest film of all time they would or or greatest tv show of all time or whatever they would probably say some really moving drama but i would argue that the most impactful um films or TV shows are actually sitcoms because like if you look at a show like Friends like how many people have like been able to watch a show like that and sort of have that experience of maybe they're going through a breakup and they see these characters who are going through the same thing and and it's just more relatable and and it's also just more fun I mean I think like I don't know. I, I think everyone has had low points in their life. And after a while, it's sort of like, do I really want to just like, do I really, what do I really want to spend my time writing about? Do I want to just sit there and cry some more? Or do I want to actually <laughs> like, if I have a choice of the tone, like, wouldn't it be more fun to have fun? You know? Yeah, no, that's totally, I, yeah. Cause I feel like if anything, most of the processes do make you want to go into a corner and just like, cry yeah. bang your head on the wall or anything especially that uh the blonde woman in the in the movie I oh, swear, uh, yeah. the one blonde lady I forget her name the actress's uh, name Megan she, yes Megan she was good because there's always yeah there's always that one I'm there's just- <laughs> oh uh, they're endless there's always someone who's everything's going right for yeah. there's oh. always that person and it yeah. just it's the worst thing in the world but you know and also I think like Comedy, especially like if you're trying to convey like a serious message, which non-act does like, I mean, there are a couple of moments that are like very, like there's a couple of people who watch it and they're like, oh, there's a couple of moments that were like too real for me because it's like the, you know, you get, you you get the pain. And like, that is a strategy with writing, you know, uh, comedy. Like I think people outside the U S probably do it a little bit better, especially like in the UK uh, where you, you can, you can have fun and joke and joke and joke. And then all of a sudden there's this moment where you turn everything and you bring it back down and you're like, Oh wait, but this is like, this is a real thing. Like, you know, it is, it is funny to laugh at, but then it, but then you have that moment where you're like, Ooh, I need to take a breath. Cause like yeah. this pain is real. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know too many struggling actors, especially like, uh, I feel like it, the, the way that you did that you cast and you wrote these characters and everything, it's just, it's spot on because I feel like I know a Michael, I know a Stacy, I know, <laughs> I know Megan, whoever whatever her character's name is and everything in the movie but like oh my goodness I know every one of these characters and I've met them in these auditions and everything is there any 
is is there anything in the script or in or maybe that got cut or put in the movie that you um that you necessarily like you took from your personal experience like the worst experience that you've ever had or the most like uh kind of like unsettling experience within the the audition room anything in particular that stood out to you that made you want to um say like yeah let's let's put this on paper um gosh you know it it was a little bit more organic than me uh, having like some master plan. It was, <laughs> it was really, it, you know, it was really just sort of like one thing led to another. Yeah. Um, I will say that um, if you, if you think about, I, I don't, I'll save some, I, I'm happy to talk about anything, but I'll save some <laughs> spoilers just to like leave something yes, in there for people so. who go and watch it. Mm -hmm. I will say that the ending is something that has happened to me and it is, gut-wrenching because yeah. it's like you feel you you have that moment where you just feel worthless and so when I when I got to the end of that <laughs> day I remember thinking of my personal life and I was just like yeah like that's because the I didn't want it to be a thing about um someone has this dream and everything goes right, you know, because that's yeah. kind of, you know, you always know that the, the hero is going to win. And, and, and I, mm -hmm. uh, I guess this is a spoiler, but I really wanted to make something that was about someone who just fails over and over and they yeah. can't get it right. Mm -hmm. And like, but how do you, how do you make a fun story about failure, you know? Yeah. And, and it's really meant to, it's really meant to be like a playful love letter to other non-ec actors like for me to you it's like you know we I get it I'm there with you like but yeah we have no, each I, other I love no honestly I love it and I mean I'm all for artists supporting other artists I feel like by you just making this in in general just like it's like the love letter like hey you guys we're not alone the struggle is real but yeah. guess what you I think uh, I think one of the things in the in the first couple of minutes was like this is for the people not seen at the audition or yeah the opening along um the opening yeah. Title. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's it's so important to have that representation, and and um even even if it's not like a black person playing a black person or a color mm -hmm. or anything, backgrounds, non-equity actors, the like the up and coming artists. It's so important to have that representation. So I really commend you for for doing that and having those um those uh, actors represent people like yeah. me out oh, in the world. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But in general and everything, I mean, what are you doing at the moment right now? And are you working on anything considering the current circumstances with the pandemic and everything? Because you got lucky. You made the movie in 2020. And like, what, like how, yeah, how like, soon? Yeah, like how soon was that uh, that break in between filming and then the pandemic happening? We actually filmed it at the end of 2019 and it was a really like big moment in my life because it was like this is a huge uh, investment in time, money and just it's going to be the hardest thing I ever did. And I'm so glad I did it because if I didn't film it, then we would it would have never happened. Right. But then basically through the holiday season and up until the till COVID hit, I was editing, editing, editing. And then uh, and then last year it was like a. It, I, I had plenty of free time so I could finish the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, and now it's just sort of like, okay, it's out there. Got on, I, you know, we did some film festivals and then I got onto, uh, you know, Amazon and Tubi and it's like, okay, let's share it with the world. Yeah. That's um, incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, so the timing worked out. And then I think you're the, 
first part of that question, what am I doing now? I'm, yeah. uh, well, so now I'm, okay. So the, <laughs> the longer story is towards the end of last year, I was like a lot of people doing virtual shows. Like mm -hmm. I was doing virtual cabarets once a week and, um, I was, I had a holiday show that I did. I also was a part of, uh, an online musical and, mm -hmm. but, but after all that, now, now I've turned all my attention to getting as much content ready for the post COVID world, because mm -hmm. I, I think, uh, I, I think once COVID is over, people are going to want to go back to live theater and, and, and see movies and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm working on a bunch of scripts now, uh, just, just so that, hopefully they're all done as soon as we get the green light to get back to work so that I can, I can shoot in I have a short film that I'm working on the script now and I have a play I'm working on so that it's all ready to go. So you're keeping busy. That's good. That's awesome. Trying that to. You're keeping yeah. Busy. yeah. That's incredible. What's the, uh, um, what do you, what do you really pull your inspiration from? Are you kind of, do you, uh, when you start writing and everything, do you have a particular way that you start this? Do you start with characters? Do you start with um, an actual concept, a plot, um, the theme, anything in particular that you really start with? I do have a lot of um, uh, early professionals on here and everything that listen in and they love hearing about that kind of stuff. So since you're already out here doing your thing, um, what's, uh, what's kind of some advice and everything and what's your process when it comes to trying to get the creative juices flowing? Um. Well, I think actually one that that's a uh, good way you put it because I think a lot of people wait for the creative juices to start flowing, yeah. and I think it, you gotta I make think, it happen. Yeah, I think like I, I've had plenty of time where I just feel like I, like I try and write something, and I'm like, this is this is terrible. But you, you, but I I've made an effort to keep going because I feel like most of the people who just wait for the right time never that right time never comes around. Um, and so I think the first thing is I just try and keep active. And also if I don't have something original that I'm working on, I try and collaborate with someone else and just like keep going because you never know where the, the really good inspiration is going to come from. And then as far as like, how do I uh, pick my topics and stuff? Um, some of it, some of it lately has been a little bit of like, uh, how do I say this? Like, what are kind of like, what are my bigger goals and how do I work backwards from them? So like, um, for example, like I said, with non-ec, part of the strategy was like, how do I, yeah, I kind of said this, it's like, how do I show that I'm capable of writing and directing a TV show? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I couldn't afford to make the whole eight or 10 episodes, but I could afford to make one. And so now if I get enough support behind it, I, I can, I've proved it and now I can make those. And similarly, like my next short film, um, there's a couple things where I want to try a different style of, I mean, of course, my style will probably stay my style, <laughs> but but I, uh, I'm going to try a couple new things uh, in my next short film. Um, I think I'm going to do the camera work because for my last one, I, I wanted to delegate as much as I could. So like there are certain goals uh, that inspire, like that sort of frame the uh the uh, the constraints of the project in a way. So like, so that's why I'm sort of like, okay, I, I want to make a short film that I can film or like my play is sort of like, um, it was sort of like, how do I make a play effectively that's small scale enough that I could produce if I can't get someone else to produce it for me? Like, how do I keep the ball in my court? How do I keep myself uh, empowered? And then hopefully those projects will show people like, 
oh, not only can he direct and write, now we've seen him do all the cinematography. Now we've seen him do a new type of uh, narrative. And so he's capable of all these different things. And, 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 and yeah, just kind of what's going to keep leading to that bigger goal. Yeah. And wearing the many hats of an artist, it's very vital yeah. and yeah. trying to get some stuff done. Cause I mean, Hey, quite frankly, shit has to get done. And sometimes you got to put the hat on to get it done. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing though. Um, is there, is, do you have in particular have a, have a preference in terms of being in front of the camera on stage uh, or like writing kind of behind the scenes, behind the table? Like what's your, do you have a, something that you lean more towards despite the fact that you do branch out and do other things? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've learned that writing and directing is what I want to do. I, it was a, it was a really cool experience when I did non-act because up until that point I had produced stuff. I'd kind of directed some stuff. Um, uh, I had done a lot of live performing, but uh, writing and directing my own thing was the most natural I've ever felt doing anything in the arts. Uh, just, just that process of like coming up with an idea and then, and then bringing the people together to make that happen. It was, so cool. And so I still, I still like performing and all that stuff, but if I had to pick one, it would be writing and directing my own yeah. stuff and Honestly. specifically directing my own stuff because I I've helped, I've done assistant directing and I've done this and that. And it's not, it's not the same. I can't, I just, even though I like it, I cannot uh, connect with it the same way. I yeah, completely understand. I'm a, um, my full-time job at the moment, I'm a director of a children's facility. So like Cool. baby classes yeah. and like fitness yeah. classes for kids. But um, uh, but you're running the show and I call the shots and I would not want to have it any other way. And it, that's that's in terms of like uh, with my full time and with my work in general, why do you think I have a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got tired of, uh, of talking to people about the same things. I wanted to lead the narrative. So here we are. And I think yeah. that that's like, it's super duper cool that you, uh, that you, have that avenue and everything. I just, ah, I'm, I'm a fan. If you can't tell. Oh, like, thanks, I'm, thanks. I'm, I'm a fan of yours too. Oh, thank you so much. Um, your app. I looked up your <laughs> app and everything. How did that even happen? Um, with the little pitch pipe that you have yeah. going on over there. Well, that be that happened because I'm a nerd and I like I I mean I uh, when I was younger I would make websites just for the sake of making websites because I thought it was cool. Listen, that's and, fun. Yeah. Anybody who wants to make fun of you for that, that's fun, <laughs> and you're gonna make yeah. money from having all that knowledge one day. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure hope so. Um, and yeah, I know with the with the app. Uh, yeah, it was just basically I wanted to have my own app. I just wanted to make my own thing and. Uh, up until that point, if I was out and about and I wanted to, cause I don't have perfect pitch. And so, it, mm. you know, I, you know, most people don't, <laughs> and it was just like, uh, if I wanted to check a note, I would usually use one of these other apps that was like with a, just a piano, but they always, it was weird. They always took so long to load. And I was just like, I just want something that's quick and easy and maybe make it my own a little bit. And I made it, I guess it started five years ago and now it's, yeah, it blew up. It, uh, a, a lot of like choir people, a lot of barbershop kind of people use it. Um, and now it's crazy. I, I, this app, I've seen it and I feel like I've used it, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, like, it's so cool. That's it. Like what made you a pitch pipe? I mean, it's such a simple concept and everything. Yeah. yeah. 
why a pitch like why a pitch pipe because i feel like on the on the store i feel like just like you said there's like a million pitch pipes and pianos and anything um just because you were just tired of it loading too long and you were just like hey let's do this i mean that was part of it it was i mean the biggest thing was just i wanted to make i was just like i want to make my own for fun that was the main thing so cool wow that seems to be a lot yeah yeah honestly for those listening these people need to hear that this is the type of person that you guys need to look towards if you're looking for somebody with a certain work ethic that um you should be following because like uh, some people get into this type of uh this type of field with the wrong type of mindset and everything but honestly most of your answers today have really just been yeah I just wanted to I just liked it I just wanted to do it I just wanted (laughs) to be creative and everything but that's like a great place to be when it comes to trying to do something like this and I, I think it's a big reason why you've been so successful so yeah, of course. But now's your chance. Like if you want to plug anything, if you want to tell anybody where they can find you, where they can watch your movie, anything like that, now's your chance. Okay. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, you can just go uh, find Nonek at on Amazon or Tubi TV, or you can just go to non-ek.com <laughs> and all, all the info about the film is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone wants to keep up on my other projects, just the best way is Instagram, John Walbolt. Nice. Do a Google. You'll find me. You'll find him. It's the first one. It's the first dude that pops up. You'll find him. (laughs) Well, thank you again, John, for sitting down and chatting with me. I really do appreciate it. And thanks for bringing your knowledge and your wisdom to the to the listeners. I know I learned a lot today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me a platform to share my story. Really, really appreciate it. Yes, of course. And please, everybody go watch Non-Ek. It is so funny. It is so funny. Michael is my personal favorite character. So Stacey, she's (laughs) hilarious. Like my favorite line in the movie, uh, no context, just somebody asked him, is this whiskey? And he said, God, no, it's Rosé. Like (laughs) that was one of my favorite lines. I was dead because I love Rosé. I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm a a total wine. I'm a total wine snob. So I was like, I'm going to make one, at least one of these characters is going to be a wine snob like me. <laughs> and he was like, that was like perfect casting, honestly. He's hilarious. And you had a great cast and a great product. So thanks again so much for coming on, guys. Please check him out. Follow the uh, podcast on Instagram at Tentil Places Podcast. And we'll check you in the next episode. Goodbye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.